Hey there, everybody. We are so glad to see you by faith right there where you're at. And we have this perfect opportunity right now in this time to build faith together, to nourish faith that we may please God and overcome this world today. So let's together, if you'll use your faith, I'll use mine, and let's together receive from God what He has for us. So let's go for a moment of prayer. Let's seek Him about that. Father, we do ask of you for your help in this time. We ask, Father, that by the help of your Spirit, we would say this right, that you would help me, and that my uh, mouth would be like the pen of a ready writer. That just as you impress upon my heart, I will speak that alone. Thank you for going beyond any notes, any study, that it not be the work of man, but of you. And that what you desire to build would be built in this place. Thank you that what you send forth, um, your word going forth, will not return back to you void. But it will purpose that and do that which you have sent it forth to do. We thank you, Father, for this helping we um, take authority now over the enemy. We say, Satan, you may not touch this time. We forbid you function here. Take your hands off of each and every one. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. We are touching on a new topic, um, but it is in connection with what the Lord has been showing us. I have been seeking God over these past years to show me more about the area of prosperity. Um, more so than, than else about seeing it in such a way um, that is correct, that is accurate to Scripture. Um, Tamara, my wife Tamara and I have so have been so blessed by God in these years. In the short years of our marriage, we've been married for, for six years now, but we have been so blessed and so blessed by the ministry of prosperity. And yet, I've, I've known in just a short amount of time that, that we have experienced that it has angered so many, It has um, and it has been misused, and it has been abused. And I have vowed before God and before all that we're connected to that we will handle the this god's word without deceit and if it speaks on prosperity i want to talk about what it speaks on but in the measure and in the tone that god has already himself portrayed so i want to get it right and so as i sought god i he started showing me more and more about this and as i studied it and went more in depth into it i was very surprised well when we know so little and it's a when we really dig in and God's able to show us some things, we ought to be surprised because there's a whole lot of things that we just did not know. And the more and more light we get, the more and more we're going to go, oh, <laughs> that's right. Okay, well, wow, right? It should be okay for us from time to time to be able to be impressed, to show impression, to be able to go, wow, I've never seen that. I've, ne I've never known that. It's, it's an actually, it's an expression of humility because we really do see in part and know in part and that's okay, that's reality, that's honesty and if we're going to be faithful, that's also trustful. 
full of trust, full of reliance upon God. You and I can't be faithful without being trustworthy. And if we can't live an honest life, we'll fail in having a faithful life. And if we're not having a faithful life, we're going to receive little of God and we're going to be bad representatives of Him. So I'm going to release faith with you. I believe you'll release faith with me, not us. We will be faithful. In fact, I like Paul had mentioned, he said that God had found him faithful, calling him into the ministry. Before he did anything, God looked out over and said, I see Paul and I call him faithful. Before he did a thing, he saw his heart and he called, them, called him right then. And I believe he's done that for you and he's, he's done that for me. He's looked out, he saw, he's, seen, he's seen our heart. And he's seen that we do love him, we do want him. And he said, okay, I, tr I can use them. I can trust them to do what I show them to do. They're honest. They're reliable. And that will make all the difference for us. So as I've looked at this, I saw an aspect of prosperity that it really surprised me at the time. And I sense, and now I'm supposed to touch on it some. Before we go into that aspect of it, let's look at Hebrews, the fifth chapter, and we're going to look at verses five through eight. We're going to see that Jesus was heard of God, but there was something he did. There was a tone in his heart and his spirit showed something that enabled God to hear him. People go, well, of course God heard him. He's his son. No, no, Jesus operated and lived as a man. He actually showed how you and I could live in this life as a man or woman of God, trusting God and being obedient. And we'll see here in the fifth verse, it says, So also Christ glorified not or did not glorify himself to be made a high priest, but he that said unto him, You are my son, today have I begotten you. This is what God spoke over him. Sixth verse, as he says also in another place, you are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek, who in the days of his flesh, this is Jesus, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears. Now this is speaking of the Garden of Gethsemane where Jesus actually perspired blood, but he offered up supplication with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death and was heard in that he feared. Well, you and I, if we were to look at that in heart and mind, he, he said, Father, if there be any other way, let it be so. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. He said, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. He's saying, if there's any other way, Father, let it be that. But if not, your will be done. And he suffered because he was obedient unto that death, even though it was not what he wanted. The greatest suffering that is God's suffering in this life is doing what he says, despite the cost to us. The cost to us, much of the time, is persecution. It's people dealing harshly with us. It's not sickness. It's not disease. It's not poverty. That's not suffering in a God fashion. And... One of the things that I've seen, how can you and I tell if it's suffering for God? Who is benefited by it? If it's not helping anyone, 
Me being poor just to be poor is not helping anybody. Now, if I make myself poor and there's a lot extra there and God says, I want you to take that extra and you do this with it. Now, I've made someone else rich and I've made myself poor. That is godly suffering. Someone else is benefiting. We benefited because Jesus did this. This is godly suffering. If he had not given of himself, you and I would be lost. And so, who benefits from this suffering? Now, let's look here, and it continues and says, He was heard in that he feared. The eighth verse says, Though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. He learned obedience. If Jesus knew it all, he wouldn't have to learn. If it was... If his success was because he was the son of God, then he would not have to learn. No, he did this as a man. You and I have to learn, just like Jesus learned. So now let's go together and let's look at Proverbs 22, verse 4. And we're building some foundation to see why this is important. A lot of times, unless someone sees, you know, the reason, which a lot of times comes to what's the problem right now? What's some of the issue that we're looking at in today's day and age? Why is it the way it is? Now here in 22, verse number 4, we see an, an aspect of when it says Jesus was heard in that he feared. So Proverbs 22, verse 4, and it says, By humility and the what? And the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. Now this is what stood out to me when I was looking at prosperity. And I started seeing that many want the riches, they want the honor, and they want the life. But they're not seeking it by the way that God has predetermined. How is it that we get the riches, the honor, and the life? According to God, it's by humility and the fear of the Lord. This is how Jesus was heard. This is how you and I will be heard. This is how you and I will be successful. If you and I want God's riches and His honor and life in this experience, in this short time we're here on the earth, then you and I are going to have to learn to humble ourselves and to reverence God. Uh, when it says the fear of the Lord, when it talks about revering Him, it's a respect for Him and His things that is so strong, it'll dictate what we do. It will dictate what we think and what we say. When we realize, hold on, hold on, that's going to bother God and His Spirit, so I'm not going to think about that, I'm not going to talk about that, and no, I'm not going to do that, this is when you and I enter into this reverence. We value God in His things and His ways above anything else, even ourselves. And when we, when we enter into this place, one, in order to enter in, we have to humble ourselves. We have to be honest in who we are in relationship to God. God is. There's so many that are living as God of their life and they wonder, why am I not rich? Why am I not valuable in this life? Why is it that I'm, I'm, 
I got so much death around me and I'm growing weaker and I'm going seemingly backwards. It's only by humility and the fear of the Lord that we'll have riches and honor and life. Yes, sir. Okay. Now let's continue in this. Let's go to Proverbs 13, verse 10. If that's what humility and reverence or the fear of the Lord brings, what does the opposite bring? We're going to talk a few moments here about pride. Proverbs 13, verse 10. And here in 13, Proverbs 13, verse 10, it says, Only by pride comes contention. Only by pride comes contention. There's so much fighting going on today. So much this group versus this group. So much, you know, war, whether it's with a weapon like a firearm. There are wars being waged in cultural dynamics. There are wars being waged in political groups. There are wars being waged today. And where there is war, there's much contention. Well, where, what is in the midst of much contention? A whole lot of pride. Because if pride was not there, there'd be no contending. There'd be no fight. But we see here, only by pride does there come contention. You know, two people have to be willing for there to be a fight. If you've ever seen an argument, it's because both had to fight their side. They had to argue their case. They had to, what, yield to pride. Because if one's yielding to pride and wants to fight, but the other goes, mm, no, nah, no thanks, and walks the other way, you have no fight. You have no fight. Only by pride is there contention. But with the well-advised is wisdom, it says. Now, let's look together and let's look at Psalm verse 10. I'm sorry, verse 4. We're going to go to Psalm 10. Thank you, Lord. Now, I know that this is not, you know, very popular, I'm sure, for a lot of people. But this is actually what will work um, wonders in our lives. If we can put this into practice in our life, if we can humble ourselves, if we can... Now, yes, sir. Okay, we'll come to that. If you and I can humble ourselves, we can receive what is rich in God, what is valuable in God, and what is His life flowing through us. Now, here in Psalm 10 and verse number 4, we find it says, The wicked... The evil, the wrong, you could say, through the pride of his countenance, will not seek after God. God is not in all his thoughts. Now, Satan is evil. He is wicked. He's a perverter. He'll take something and he'll twist it. Now, God, he's the very one that actually quoted to Jesus when he was tempting him. So God is in some of his thoughts, but not all, but not all. You and I, yes, sir. Okay. 
The wicked through the pride of his countenance will not seek after God. What, what will they seek after? Their own idea. Their own way. You know, Satan, he's actually, he was proud. We'll take time, maybe another time, but it was written of him that Lucifer, he, he sought to make his own throne and to put his place much like God's place and lift himself up above the Most High. And him entering into pride was the, the steps before his being sent down upon the earth. He came, Jesus actually said that he saw him fall from heaven like lightning. He came down like a thunderbolt and hit the dust of the earth. And you want to know what makes him so mad? Is that the very dust, he, he got up, he, he, he got up, wiped the dust off his face, wiped himself off. And God, not long after, went to that very dust that he had to wipe off himself, took that dust and made us. And made man in his own, God's own image and breathed life into this man. And Satan's going, oh man, what a slap in the face. He is so proud. He is so haughty and it's what caused him to come from the highest to the lowest and he knows that this is how he can get us to be brought low too let's look here proverbs 16 verse 18 proverbs 16 thank you lord he knows that if you and i will yield to pride we will be brought low he has seen it firsthand. And he knows he doesn't have to fight us if we mess ourselves up. And if you and I will just yield to pride in our own life, he knows he's won. He's known to be the destroyer. Jesus said, I came not, but that you may have life and have it more abundantly. He says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and what? Destroy. He's a destroyer. And he knows, we'll see it here in this verse, verse 18. And it says, pride goes before destruction. Pride goes before destruction. And a haughty spirit before a fall. He knows if he can get us to yield to pride, he can get us to completely be destroyed. He can lead us into destruction. Um, when I was fellowshipping with the Father in these recent days, He asked me this question. He asked me this. Now, I, I, what am I talking about when I say He asked me? The thought came inside me. And I've, I've grown to know over the course of time the difference between just my thing and Him. And you and I can both grow more in that. And it's wonderful. We need to hear from God much more. Our politicians, right? Our leaders of, of a nation and of state, they need to hear from God much more. I'm thankful we have some that can, but this should not be awkward. This should not be uncommon. We should be able to hear from God all the time. And so he asked me this question. He said, he said, what is the response to pride? Now, he, what is the response to pride?
to pride. And I can see it just right then. I can see he said there's only one response to pride. Resistance. Resistance. He only has one response to pride. He has to resist it. Go with me to James the fourth chapter. Thank you, Lord. Now, prove that out for yourself. Look through the scriptures. James, the fourth chapter, is a great place. 1 Peter 5 is another great place. But you'll find this very truth that when pride, in fact, the scriptures say that God knows the proud from afar. Well, that's like if you were to have trash inside your receptacle ongoing, say you cooked fish last week two weeks ago. How's it smelling in your house right now? In your tent? In your place? It's not smelling too hot, is it? What do you want to do? You want to take that bag or that receptacle, whatever it is, you want to take it and you want to take it far away, right? Because it stinks. It's got to go. This is pride to God. He has to know it from afar. It stinks. He knows what it's going to do. It's going to bring you and everybody you come close to low. He's got to know that from afar. This is an answer why many feel God is so far away. Because to them, He is. And the more we yield to pride, the more He will be. Here in James, the fourth chapter, we're going to read through this chapter, but you know, so we'll take it a, a verse at a time here. And for good reason, you and I want to get the full picture of what's being said. We don't want to just section off. And here in the first verse, it says, From where, from whence, or where come wars and fightings among you? Are there some fightings right now? All you got to do is turn on CNN. Turn on a news or media outlet. Are you going to find fighting? Yes. Contention? Yes. Difference of opinions, disagreements that are not just... Um, you and I can disagree with someone and not be disagreeable. We can love, we can respect, and completely disagree with what they say and with what they think is the best way. We don't have to fight even though we don't think they're right. That's not me. We don't need to fight, even though we don't think they're right. And so where come these fightings and wars among you? Do they not come? Come they not hence or from here, even of your lusts, you could say desires, that war in your members? You lust, or you could say you desire, and you have not. You kill, and desire to have, and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you have not. Why? Because you ask not. So they're doing all this fighting, warring. <sighs> Over the course of my experience, I'm thankful it's not as much, but you find professed believers 
They will walk all over you and others six days a week and go in church on Sunday and think, praise Jesus, it's all good, and go back out and do it again on Monday. And it's such a bad representation. It hurts, and it causes people to look and go, I don't want to know that God. I don't want to know. And I'm not saying I'm perfect. I know times where I did not say it the best way. I did not do it the best way. And it's not saying the other party was all right. They weren't. But I was immature. I needed to grow. And we, in the same way, can grow in humility, can grow in honesty, can grow in knowing what is God's will and doing it His way. That's humility. Is saying that God's way is the right way, my way is not. Because that's going to be the issue. Are we going to seek our way or His way? The pride won't seek God. The, pri the proud won't seek God. Pride won't seek His way. Humility will. And so here we see, you ask, third verse, and you receive not. You don't get it. Because you ask amiss, that you may consume it upon your desires, your lusts. You see pride in selfishness. Pride is seeking its own alone. Not even connecting it with how someone else is affecting. No, it's bad enough it affects me, and that's enough for me to fight. That's enough for me to war, because it's messing with mine. You and I can tell pride if we want to check up on ourselves. What are we talking about? Are we talking about me, mine, my, I, self-centeredness, self-consumed. And it's saying here that the reason they're asking and not receiving is because they're just seeking to consume it, to, for it just to serve them. And he goes on and says in the fourth verse, You adulterers and adulteresses, know you not that the friendship of the world is enmity, you could say hatred or, anim or fighting, strife with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Let's continue. Fifth verse. Do you think that the scripture says in vain or to no use, the spirit that dwells or lives in us lusts or desires to envy? It goes on. But he gives, God gives what? More grace. Do we need a battery? That's our... Are we still going? Okay. I heard something. I just want to make sure. God gives what? He gives us more grace. More grace. Let me just make sure that we're, we're good on... We good? Okay. Sorry about that, you guys. Why is it connecting this? Because all this fighting is getting no grace. It's not getting what God has for them. God has it. They're not receiving it. And it's not because God isn't open-ended with it. They're missing out. It's right there. It's open to them. And they're missing it, missing it, missing it. Because they're self-centered. They're proud. You and I are going to have this continually before us. We're going to have to learn to humble ourselves. To seek beyond ourselves. You know, if you and I seek the kingdom first, we're not seeking our own. If we're seeking God's first, then mine comes later. I'm not waking up and going, hey, what do I want to do today? No. No. Seek first the kingdom of God 
and His righteousness and all these things will be added to you. So many are seeking their own, seeking to get that because if I do that, then I'll have the clothes, I'll have the food, I'll have everything I could ever want. You're missing out. You're going in a limited way. Because to seek God's first is the humble way. This is where riches and honor and life are found. And so let's continue. For time's sake, I know we're getting close, but we'll have more than enough time. And he says, um, but he, God, gives more grace. Wherefore, he says, God does what? God resists the proud. He has one response for pride. Resist. Now, it doesn't say unless you're a believer. It doesn't say unless you're saved, unless Jesus is your Lord. No, you and I, even as believers, can yield to pride and God has one response for us. He has to resist us. It says, He resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Let's continue. Submit yourselves, therefore. If you and I don't submit ourselves to God, we will not be submitted. God will not make us submit. God will not make us humble ourselves. If we don't humble ourselves, we will be found in pride and we will be resisted. And it goes on and says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. The power to resist is founded in the... Yes, sir. In the... Thank you for your help and God's, your faithfulness. If you and I don't submit ourselves, we have no power to resist. We can try it. Just like they were trying, right? They're asking, but they're not receiving. You and I can try and resist the devil without humbling ourselves to God. We have no power of God for him to go. He can see whether we are submitted or not. When you and I say, Satan, get out of here. If we were not obedient to do what God has already shown us to do, there's no power in our words, and he can stay as long as he wants. But, but... You and I right now can look out. We can say, God, is there anything you've shown us to do and we haven't done it? Remind us. Bring it back to our remembrance. And when we see it, we'll do it. And when we do, He knows we're submitted. He knows we're under God's authority. And God's very power will be in our words. And when we say go, He's got to go. He will have no place. And when that is in position. There's nothing of ours that can be destroyed. There's so much more to see here, guys, ladies. Come back for more. You and I, in these days, will learn more and more to humble ourselves. And as we do, by humility and the fear of the Lord, we will have riches and honor and life. God's riches. His honor and His life flowing through. Praise God. We love you. We bless you. We will see you soon.